Faith, Hope and Love, episode 273, the second Sunday of Ordinary Time, Year B. The Gospel this weekend from John, chapter 1, verse 35 and following, is really fascinating. John the Baptist is speaking with two of his own disciples, and suddenly he stops and says, Look, over there. There is the Lamb of God, which we now know is shorthand for, look, there is the one who was to come and who will be the perfect, unblemished sacrifice to take away the sins of the world and to restore our right relationship with God as not only God's people, but as sons and daughters of God. The two disciples immediately take off and follow Jesus and he invites them to stay with him which reminds us that to really become a disciple and follower of Jesus, we have to be close to him, live with him and learn from him, learn about how he thinks and what he values, what he does and does not approve of, and so on. We need to walk his walk and not just talk his talk. It took years of walking and living in Jesus' community for the disciples to even begin to understand who he was and what his message was really about. They often, as they learnt from Jesus, got it wrong or half right, and thank goodness they had Jesus there as the teacher to patiently set them straight and deepen their learning. What I find interesting is that one of John's disciples definitely goes and follows Jesus permanently, but the other? What becomes of this second one? Perhaps he followed Jesus too, but the story doesn't say. Or perhaps he saw where Jesus lived and went back to John for reasons we don't know. It would seem hard to comprehend to us that someone might see what Jesus has to offer and not accept it. But we do know there were many people in Jesus' time who were affronted by Jesus and rejected him because his message was too challenging, too radical, and at other times not what they expected the Messiah and Chosen One to be like. So it's a reminder, many are called, but few are chosen. Many are invited, but not all accept. Jesus understood this difficulty because he witnessed people stopping following him. He warned his followers to count the cost of their discipleship and not to be wishy-washy, because there's no time to um and ah when the work of the kingdom is so urgent. Jesus calls us to the primary vocation of being servants and disciples of Christ in our daily life and work. We achieve this by staying very close to Jesus in prayer, in scripture reflection, in readings about the teachings of Jesus, in worshipping regularly at church and learning from the teachings of our own church as well. And of course, the wonderful sacraments. Christ must live in and within us as we with him. It's that deep connection that we're called into. Each one of us is still called by Jesus to this day. And our response, like Samuel in the first reading, is, Here am I, Lord. I come to do your will. I'm open to what you teach me and what you ask of me. That's not always an easy thing to say when the words become reality. The church throughout history has aimed to be obedient to the message and gospel of Jesus. And it's a challenging and insightful teacher that we have in Christ. And it's a wonderful message for us and the wider community in this age, just as in ages past. 
Jesus' message was challenging and instructive of God's ways, not merely human ways. So too the church and its members seek to follow that example. We live in a day and age where the message of Christ is needed more than ever. And yet in some ways it's so different, so foreign to many of the values and ways of looking at things in this modern age. It's never been an easy job to explain the complexity and radicalness and life-givingness of Jesus' message. Yet in other ways, it's ultimately very simple. It's about faithfulness to God's will in the world, which is to build up a people who live and breathe God's unconditional love and care for all people and for all people in the world we live in. People who aren't about me first or what's right for me, but rather what's right for God and what's best for all. Just as Jesus received opposition and misunderstanding and even rejection and eventually died for his beliefs willingly to save us all, so too the church can expect the same. But it keeps persisting in the message with the power of the Holy Spirit to guide and encourage us. Christ and his church have a powerful and different view of the human person and the human body than do some sectors of the world. St. Paul sums up this gospel-focused understanding by saying, You know surely that your bodies are members making up the body of Christ. Anyone who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Your body, you know, is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you. Since you received him from God, you are not your own property. You have been bought and paid for by Christ's life, death and resurrection. That is why you should use your body for the glory of God. At its essence, this is a very positive, life-giving and encouraging teaching. It helps us see the way to put ourselves, mind, body and spirit at the service of God. Our lives are to be lived with attention to not so much rights, but responsibilities. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say this world sometimes makes too much of different aspects of the mystery of humanity, to the point where they're removed out of their proper context. This is only being honest and lovingly open to the profound reality that we are truly temples of the Holy Spirit and individually members of the body of Christ. This is not meant to be a chain holding us back, but a wonderful truth that liberates us to be everything God made us to be. This is Faith, Hope and Love. shall bow down before you, O God, and shall sing to you, shall sing to your name, O Most High. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. 
Hello everyone and welcome as we gather to pray, listen and reflect upon God and God's kingdom. As we begin the Holy Eucharist, let us acknowledge our sinfulness so as to worthily celebrate the sacred mysteries. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your Let us pray for peace in our times. Almighty ever-living God, who govern all things both in heaven and on earth, mercifully hear the pleading of your people and bestow your peace on our times. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Samuel. Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel. And he said, Here I am. Samuel ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. 
the Lord called again, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again a third time, and he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there, calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. As Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. The Word of the Lord Here am I, Lord, I come to do your will. I waited, I waited for the Lord, and he stooped down to me. He heard my cry, he put a new song into my mouth, praise of our God. You do not ask for sacrifice and offerings, but an open ear. You do not ask for holocaust and victim, instead here am I. In the scroll of the book it stands written, that I should do your will. My God, I delight in your law, in the depth of my heart. Your justice I have proclaimed in the great assembly. My lips I have not sealed, you know it, O Lord. Here am I, Lord, I come to do your will. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, the body is meant not for fornication, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God raised the Lord and will also raise us by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? But anyone united to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Shun fornication. Every sin that a person commits is outside the body, but the fornicator sins against the body itself. 
Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. We have found the Messiah, Jesus Christ, who brings us truth and grace. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. John was standing by two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard Jesus speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated the Christ. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The Gospel of the Lord During the course of everyone's life, we encounter many different people. And most of them turn out to have little or no significance in our lives and are soon forgotten. It's possible to live in the same community with other people and never get to know them or talk about the deeper things in life with them. But there are some other encounters that turn out to be of great significance. They enrich our lives and sometimes change them utterly. You may just have one meeting with this person and an immediate bond is formed. You feel comfortable to reveal yourself in a true and clear light. Now those of us fortunate to have many friends should sometimes ask ourselves, what do my friends see in me? What aspects of my nature have attracted them to me in the first place? What's our common denominator? We may also notice that not all of our friends are friends of each other. Nor did we plan to become friends. So what connects us? It's actually something that has been researched and is called spiritual affinity. And it's something that enlarges and enriches our life. 
It's not usually founded on a physical appearance, but has more to do with the confidence and clarity that these people bring to our life. When a friendship is born, there's no tangible change to one's life. Just an awareness that your life is different and that our capacity to show and receive love and care has been miraculously enlarged without any great effort on our own. While it doesn't always involve a spoken commitment, it does require honesty, trust and commitment in order to grow. Once we come to love someone, we remember almost every detail of that first encounter. So all of this helps us to understand the importance of the first meeting between Jesus and Peter, Andrew and John. It was clearly a wonderful encounter, so much so that John, who later came to write about the encounter in his Gospel, even remembers the hour of the day when the meeting took place. One meeting with Jesus and they were captivated by him. He gave them as much time as they wanted. They found him warm and friendly and welcoming. They knew that they had met a remarkable person and a rare friendship was born. However, it was a friendship that came to be shared with a large number of those in their immediate community. In this gospel, Andrew is much more than the brother of Peter. He had a special function of introducing other people to Jesus so that they too could share in his life-giving friendship. Like Eli, the high priest of the first reading, and John the Baptist, he had the role of bringing others into the presence of the Lord. He was the introducer who invited others into the relationship that was so nourishing to him. In some way, we all come to Jesus by the generations of Christians who've shared their experience of Christ. People who have been introduced to Jesus by others. And that's the story of Christianity. It's a story of a chain of witnesses linked through the apostles to Jesus himself. Now, while their words would have painted a strong picture of who Jesus was, the best introduction to him from the apostles was the way that they lived after having met him. The way they surrendered their careers, their families, and their own dreams to take on the dream that he had for them. The things they did in his name were much more effective than the things that they said about him. By their lives, they showed others who he was. Now this, of course, invites us to ask ourselves, who have we introduced to Jesus? Do we think that our relationship with Christ is worth sharing? Do you know enough about your connection with Christ to confidently let others know about him? Or is our relationship so private that we don't want to share it with anyone else? Do you think that in knowing Jesus, others may come to know more about their possibilities and their abilities? See, we all have a part to play in introducing Jesus to others, but we don't have to be great missionaries to do this. If we believe that Jesus is worth knowing, we'll bring others into his loving presence by a quiet witness. And this is how the Christian faith grows. And this is how we may be the means to create the connection.
The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. We come before the Lord in prayer, knowing that he will hear us. That the church may always be an inviting home for those who seek to know the Lord. Lord, hear us. That people everywhere may respond with generosity to Christ's call. Lord, hear us. That young people confused about which path in life to follow may come to recognise their particular abilities and, with prayerful discernment, choose wisely. Lord, hear us. For people who are trapped in addictions or obsessions of any kind may find liberation in Christ, the source of all good. Lord, hear us. For all who are in ill health and those who care for them, for healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us, that those who have died may now see the Lord face to face and enjoy his vision forever, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. God of love, you have called us gently and welcomed us lovingly. We ask you to hear the prayers of those who seek to follow in your ways, and may no word of yours fall to the ground unheeded. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble spirit and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may this sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. 
pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Grant us, O Lord, we pray, that we may participate worthily in these mysteries, for whenever the memorial of this sacrifice is celebrated, the work of our redemption is accomplished. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For through his paschal mystery he accomplished the marvellous deed by which he has freed us from the yoke of sin and death, summoning us to the glory of being now called a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for your own possession, to proclaim everywhere your mighty works, for you have called us out of darkness into your own wonderful light. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and, giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy 
to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, Ken, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection. And all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, through your death, gave life to the world, free me by this your most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed.
May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. You have prepared a table before me, and how precious is the chalice that quenches my thirst. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection. What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. 
Pour on us, O Lord, the spirit of your love, and in your kindness make those you have nourished by this one heavenly bread, one in mind and heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone and bless you all and may God's grace guide you each and every day of this coming week. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, the NCC USA. Psalms, 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray, by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin, by Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love, Theme Hymn, in Memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stefan Kelp, 2019. Quiet Time Instrumental Reflection Music, written by Paul W. Kelly, 1988-2007, and this arrangement, Stephen Kelp, 2020. Today I Arise, Patricia J. Kelly, original words and music by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelp, 2019. Production by KER 2021. May God bless and keep you. Today I arise with love from on the name of the three in one. Today I arise through heavenly eyes, your grace to God and guide. Today it be from within this day I will